again, uh, I think Friday night, and then I had it three times last night. Because mm. I, uh, I drank too much, so I kept having to wake up and go pee, so. <laughs> so man, my bladder is just, man, you get older, man, it's just. <laughs> and you know when you're in that state where, you, you know, you can hold it, you know, <laughs> but it's like, okay, I'm going to just go back to sleep. I can hold it. But it's like, I don't want to do that because I'm not sleeping good. So, you know, you get up and, and then I go back to sleep and, and, it, and I had the dream again. And I was like, man, Lord. And, and the dream, uh, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's, it's, it's these people were on this, uh, this platform thing. And the platform was breaking off. And so beneath the platform was like a ravine. And I don't know what was at the bottom of it, because I couldn't see to the bottom. It was that far down. And so on the other, so I was on the platform too, but I jumped off. And then I was trying to get the people off. And I was telling them, to, come on, jump. I won't let you fall. And, and people were, you could see they were nervous, but the platform was collapsing. And I'm like, we don't have a lot of time. You got to jump, you know. And uh, then I would see one would try to, one would jump, and then, then the rest of them, you know, I, I didn't, I, I woke up. And I'm like, man, what, what, is, what is that, you know? And so uh, um, pushing forward, and I'm telling you, I had this dream. Uh, it's the same dream, I, not the same dream, but the same thing happened to me when this church got started. I saw, I saw a group of people standing over on a bank. And I was standing before this, this light, and it had to be the presence of God. And, and I kept going, who are they? You know, because you know me, I got an attitude. People stare at me, you know. And, I, and so I'm like, who are these people? And, and, and I hear the voice go, that's everybody you didn't reach. And I had that reoccurring dream. Now I'm having this real. I'm going to tell you what, what I believe it is and what I believe God is telling me. There, there's, people don't know how to transition well. You know, the transit, to go from one thing to the next, we don't, we don't do it well. A lot of people are, are, are more comfortable in the madness that they know than, uh, you know, having a bravery to see what's over the hill. I mean, you, you think about Joshua when they uh, were, were uh, promised the promised land and they sent the spies over and then some of them said, hey, there's giants over there. There's nowhere we can take it. And then two of them came back and go, no, we can take it. Because God said we can take it. We can't be afraid to go over there just because there may be challenges or pitfalls. What I'm saying is people, I, I really think that that pit is something that God is trying to get you away from. And he's trying to get you to move to something else, but it's difficult. Because you might be a little afraid. or you might. And I, then what happened, started happening, I started getting these calls. And these calls were about people who were transitioning. You know, from different jobs, from different uh, people were going to school. People were trying to figure out, you know, their, their, their families and stuff. And, and it's like, man, I, I got these choices. I don't know which way to go. And, or, or I don't know if I should go. Transitions and seasons, we have to learn those. And we have to remember that God is going to shift you around a lot. And you have to, and, and a lot of people don't like, I learned this in manufacturing. Uh, uh, and that's why I got in so many arguments with the people who were running the place because they wanted to rotate everybody. And it's like, man, rotation it works for certain people. Certain people come in here and they like to do different things because their mind will go crazy doing the same thing. 
And then some people, just give them that thing, and they will run the heck out of it. Just give them that. Leave them alone. Don't make them uncomfortable because they know that machine. They know how to run it. Just let them run it. I, I, if I, when I came into work and I would always look, Marilyn had this machine that she, I even put her name on it. I made them make me a plaque and put the name on there. And, 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 I, and every time I came in, I looked over to see if she was on it. Let her run it. She's more comfortable that way, and she runs it better than everybody else. So why would you let her run? Don't rotate people around. You're going to lose production. If you want to rotate, rotate people who want to rotate. That makes sense, right? And so my thing is, but in God, God, he moves you. And he moves you not with a voice that goes, thou should go with. He moves you with circumstances, feelings. He speaks to you. He nudges you. He has other people speak with you about things. That's how, that's how he moves you. But you've got to recognize the season because if you're out of season, it's uncomfortable. Now the weather's changing, right? Yesterday I went to a football game uh, 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 and these little kids, and, and, man, it was cold. I was like, man, Lord, it is way too cold out here. You know, and everybody had their mask on. Not because of COVID only, they were cold, right? And it's like, man, it is, it is cold out here. And I'm like, man. And I saw this, this, this kid come running up with a T-shirt and some shorts. Like, man, you ain't checked the weather, huh? <laughs> See, you're, you're, you're in the old way, but it's a new season, so you're uncomfortable. It's like wearing a fur coat in 90-degree weather with long johns and everything, right? In 90-degree weather, see, the season has changed, and you're uncomfortable. A lot of you are uncomfortable because the season has changed. Who's reading? Auntie, you reading? Let's, let's go to the Bible. Come on. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity. See, there's a under time the for everything, Auntie. Mm -hmm. Every activity under the heavens, there is a time and there is a season for it. Come on. A time to be born and a time to die. There's a time that we're going to be born. Check. Everybody's done that. And let me tell you, you're going to die. <laughs> it's a time to die, people. It's just. It's a time to plant, auntie. Mm -hmm. It is a time to uproot. But here's the key with that. You won't uproot if you don't plant. All See right. these things? You won't die unless you're born. See, these things work together. But there's a time where we have to plant. Stop taking everything. You got to put something back, especially in relationships. Amen. You know, if you're only taking out of a relationship, eventually you're going to run out. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of people leave relationships. Relationships don't last. You know why? Because you didn't plant anything. What's planning? You know what? You give something for a while. You ever been out to eat with somebody and they wait on you to get the bill every time? You should be fighting over the bill. Fighting over it. I, I, man, you go out to eat with Sam, I, gotta, I can't get the bill out of Mike, I can't get the bill out of I make me the bill. I mean, they already got the bill. I'm done arguing. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's like, man, you ever... At some point in time in a relationship, what do you give? You ever had those people who just, it's all about them as it's concerned to you? That they're always, every conversation is about them, what they get, you know, what's happening with them, their husband stinks, their kids are bad, you know. See, it's a time you got to plant into something. If somebody's not planting, then you keep uprooting, it's going to be nothing left. At one point in time, it's going to be dry. That's not my message. Next. 
a time to kill and a time to heal. It's a time when you got to kill something and it's a time when you got to heal something. Some of you need to kill relationships. Just kill them. All right. Kill them. And there's a time when we need to heal them. You got to know when. Everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. There's a time to tear down, auntie, and there's a time to build. There's mm -hmm. a time you got to tear some stuff up. You got to start over. Yes. There's a time when you got to build. Come on. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Just listen. Don't feel bad or don't feel like you're, you're less than or your faith is falling or you don't have enough in you if you cry. Amen. Sometimes, listen, people go, I feel so bad. And I go, good, you should. Just feel bad. Just nothing wrong with it. That God gave us that as an outlet. Everybody say amen. So it's like, man, sometimes you, if, you, if you're sad, I hear people go, I know I got faith. I shouldn't feel this way. Yes, you should. What happened to you stinks. It's okay. Doesn't mean you don't have faith. Cry. There is a season that you just need. Sometimes you just need to cry on your way to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do it. I know you do it. <laughs> Somebody told me, I cry in the shower a lot. I'm like, that's funny to me. Just in the shower. Can't really see the tears. You just crying. <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you, I cry a lot. Now I try not to let you guys see it much, but man, sometimes it just hits me, and I'm like, Lord, I just, I just feel like a, I make sure the kids are gone. They don't see it, but I'm like, man, I'm just crying like funk. I just don't get. It. <laughs> I just crying. Sitting up there crying. Why am I crying? <laughs> and then there's a time to do what we're doing now. You gotta laugh. You, have, you guys ever been to churches? They never, they never said anything funny. I know I say crazy stuff, but come on. And I'm like, man, you've been to church, and they're like, Ooh. and then, and then the preacher cracked in some little corny joke, and everybody be so relieved he cracked the joke, they laugh. <laughs> I'm stupid today, you guys gotta help me. <laughs> it's the time that we have to mourn, and then there's a time when we gotta be we gotta be dancing. And see this there's times when you're supposed to be mourning. Mm -hmm. Don't be mourning when you're supposed to be dancing. Don't be dancing when you're supposed to be mourning. Right, right, right. See, there's seasons for all of this. Next. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Uh -huh. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to embrace and it's time to get down to business. Everybody, there's a time when you should be serious. It's a time when you should party. See, there's a time and there's a season for everything. Yes. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. You got to know what time it is. Yes, yes. Come on. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to search for something. You're searching, you search, and it's the time when you know what, give it up. You, it's the time when you're searching for this, trying to get this, trying to figure it out. You got to know when that's enough. Everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. And it's a time, listen, throw some stuff in your house out. Yes. You hoarders. <laughs> throw some stuff out the house, man. Have you ever heard somebody go, I might need this one day? Some platform shoes? <laughs> it's like, man, throw this stuff. Or you hear, you know, I'm going to fit in these jeans one day. No, you're not. No, you are not. You're not fitting in them jeans. I know they cost a lot of money. They used to look good. <laughs> throw them out. Get rid of some stuff. Don't be afraid to get rid of junk. Man, I just.
bunch of stuff out. Just get out. If I haven't touched it in a year, I don't need it. Amen. I don't need it. Get it out of here. It's like, man, throw some stuff out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm drifting. <laughs> Auntie, come on. A time to tear and a time to mend. All right. A time to be silent and a time to speak. And there is speak. times when you should not say anything. And there's times when you should speak. Man, I wish that people now would really look at this and take this heed, take heed to that. Yes, Because yes. people are talking who shouldn't be talking. That's right. And, you know, people are posting who shouldn't be posting. And it's like, do you really think people care what you think? I told somebody the other day, you really think you're more than you are, don't you? You think everybody just sits around and cares about you? I hate to burst your bubble. How many followers you got? 18? <sighs> I'm sorry. I've been really cruel lately. You guys got to pray for me. <laughs> you, got, you got nine followers and you got the world solved. Okay. It's a time when you should be, you should just shut up. Just don't. This is a time when I need to just shut up, Kenny. Just shut up. And, I, and people that go, what do you think? I don't think anything. I was sitting the other day with some people, and they go, well, well, well Pastor Keenan, what do you think? I don't. I just. <laughs> 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 this ain't the time. Amen, somebody. <laughs> come on, come on. A time to love and a time to hate. It's a time when you have to love, and then there's a time to do a righteous hate. Yeah. Righteous. I taught you about that a few weeks ago. Yep. It's a way to hate. Amen, somebody. Time for war. Time for peace. Don't yeah. get nervous when people start having wars. That's it's, right. It's biblical. That's right. Everybody see that? Come on. I got an amen for the baby. Oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. So, so what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying there's nothing under the, the sky that just lasts the same way forever. You can't be afraid to jump off that platform. See, because you don't realize the platform is collapsing. I think the scariest thing about the dream was the people didn't notice, didn't notice that it was collapsing. I saw it. Wow. And I'm like, you got to get off. And they're like, no, I'm okay. No, you got to get off. And then a couple of them went, okay, I'll jump off. And the other ones like, we're just hanging on. No, you, trust me, you got to get off. It's collapsing. You can't see it. I can see it. You can't. And I would wake up. And I go to the bathroom, and I come back, and I had the same dream. Get off, get off. Mm. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 7, auntie, come on. 7 and verse 8. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, huh? and patience is better than pride. Do it says, wait a minute, mm -hmm. it is better to finish something than to start something. See, finishes, see, we all start crap, but we don't finish much. See, a lot of people started going to church, but they're not going to finish. That's true. A lot of people started walking with the Lord, but they won't finish. A lot of people started working on their house or started planting in their yard or started painting their room. See, starting is easy, but it's better to finish. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Don't you know that this run, this race that we're in, with, with, walking, walking with the Lord, is not a sprint. Mm -hmm. It's an endurance run. Yes, it is. Only people, it's, only people make it are the ones that endure to the end. That's it. That's it. Those sprinters in the Olympics who do a, a, a quarter mile in four seconds, they're amazing athletes and they're very fast. But those endurance runners who run for miles. See, see this thing is not a, a sprint. It's not a 40-hour dash. It is a marathon. Mm -hmm. And you have to endure it. Everybody say man to yeah. that. It's only built for people who can endure. That's it. 
Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not get angry so quickly. Do not get angry so quickly. Do not be provoked to anger so quickly, because anger resides in the laps of fools. Only fools do that. Listen, no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, don't find yourself getting angry so fast. Don't jump the gun on that. And I know it's a lot out here that's going to make you angry right now. Don't get angry too fast. We do foolish stuff when we're angry. Don't, don't punish your children if you're too angry. That's right. We do bad stuff if we're too angry. Everybody see that? Come Amen. on, that's not my message. Come on. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Do not say, you know, it was better before. You know, it's, it's saying, don't say, uh, uh, life was better in the good old days. What happened? You know, don't, see, what, he, what, he, what the writer is trying to say and what God is saying, don't look backwards. Because mm -hmm. if you look backwards, it's kind of like this. Vine, I got a gift for Vine. So I bring Vine a gift, and I go, Vine, here's, here, I bought you a gift. But Vine's hands are cluttered with other stuff. Mm -hmm. She can't take it. Mm -hmm. She's got to drop the old stuff to take the new gift. All right, all right. What, what I'm saying is, it's like, man, don't be so caught. Man, it used to be, man, back in the day. Back in the day, I mean. See, when you back in the day, you won't embrace what's next. That's right. Back in the day will cloud your mind. Back in the day clouds your transition. It, it slows your season from changing because you're so stuck in what was. It says, don't say it was better in the good old days. Man, back in the good, you hear people go, well, back in the day, we walked 16 miles to school. So? That was your fault. I ain't walking those <laughs> 16 miles to school. <laughs> back, back in the day, we didn't have no washing machine. Tough to be you, I guess. <laughs> you think it made you a better person? <laughs> But it's like, man, don't, don't, sometimes your life seems like it was better back then. But let it go. Because mm -hmm. you won't embrace, hallelujah. Yes. What's next? It says, for it is not wise to ask these questions. It's not, it's not wise to talk like that. Wisdom doesn't lead you to ask, to, to say those things. See, it's not wise. Because mm -hmm. you, forward, where you are forward, where you are, backwards is used as a testimony. And it's used as a remembrance from where you came. Don't, don't try not to embrace what was. Because right. it, it hurts your transition. Mm -hmm. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Go to, uh, Auntie, where are we going next? There's one more here. I guess I was wrong. Go. Wisdom like an inheritance is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Yeah. So wisdom, what is wisdom? Wisdom is that knowing this. Man, I know it was. It's like this. Uh, uh, when my, make it, I don't know how to word this. Let me work this careful. It's like, you know, making a decision going, hey, well, we can go back to what it was, but what it was got us here. So I can't go back to what it was. The question is, can we go forward? That's, right. that's the question. All right. See, because see, going back may be good, but it still got you to a trouble point. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't want to go back to what it was. Yeah, I can, I can say let's go back today and we go back to what it was. But, I, but, I, but it, I see nothing that says it can go. I can't go back to what it was because back to what it was caused trouble. Back to, back to what it was, got, 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 it got us in hot water. I can't go back. Amen. Even though it was great. It was more, way more good than bad. It still wasn't good enough. Amen. Let me leave that. First Kings chapter 17, really quick. Now these, I'm going to tell two stories really quick, and I know you've heard them before, but, but they're stories of, this is how, these are the stories that I use to make transitions in my life. 24 minutes, okay. Come on, auntie. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, uh -huh. there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So here it is, Elijah's telling, he's telling the people, listen, uh, the Lord's going to back me here. There will be no rain. No, there will be no rain in the land. And, and, and there's not going to rain because it's just stuff going on. God needs to clear it up. It's not going to rain. And what's going to happen is the army, they're going to come, the army's going to come and surround us, and they're going to besiege this city. Nothing, when something's besieged, nothing goes in, nothing goes out. So if, if I'm attacking your city and my army's really big, I'm not going to attack your city and waste my soldiers. I'm going to encamp around your city and make sure you can't get out, mm -hmm. but I'm going to make sure no supplies get in. All right. All right. Come on, Auntie. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kareth Ravine. So here east now it is Jordan. a drought, and there's it's no, it's no water, there's no nothing. And so what's happening is, here it is, the, the prophet now is saying, wait a minute, we have an issue, we have a drought, we have a famine. And, and it's based off of my word, and it's based off really what the Lord wants to do here. So here's the Lord. In time of famine, he will still give you a way out. He will still take care of you. Yes. Think yes. about it. Through all this pandemic stuff, and, I, and you hear about all the job losses and the unemployments and all that, you okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it, here it is, because they put the numbers up all the time. They go, they go hey, we got uh, uh, two million more filed for unemployment this week, right, or this day. And it's like, but I, I go, man, oh, yeah, it's a lot of people, but if I go over my Rolodex, I don't know anybody who's really suffering. Some kind of way through this drought, he still took care of you. Yes, yes. Because he's got a plan, uh, uh, go and hide yourself by the brook. And and, 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 and and go help high, go there, I will supply you there. Next verse. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food. Now, there. that's nasty. I don't want a bird to bring me food. But but I will say this, if it's a drought and there's no food, well, I just hope you stop that Wendy's. Hey, amen, somebody. <laughs> so it says, that it, that I will, go there, you will drink of the brook. I'm going to keep water in the brook, and I'm going to cause a bird to bring you some food. Now, if you think about it, He's got his own little private oasis, and he's got Carrie. He's got DoorDash, right? You know? And, and, there, and, he, and he's sitting there, and, he, and, and because everything else is struggling, and I got my stories mixed up. I'll clear it up in a minute. Everything else was struggling. The, the, the rest of the people are under famine, dryness, and drought. Here he is. He's chilling by the brook, and the raven is bringing him food. Just go there and stay there. Everybody see that? So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. The ravens, some kind of way, baked some bread. 
<laughs> what were they bringing him? <laughs> Only God can do that. Amen, somebody. Because ravens are nasty. They, they pick at roadkill. So I'm like, man, so God, you spoke to the ravens and said, listen, bring them some bread. Answer me in the morning and in the evening. Man, God's amazing, isn't he? Yes. And so he got that and he drank from the brook. Can you see the ravens swooping in? Here you go. <laughs> Where did he get bread? Come on. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And this is not right. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain. That is true. But, the, but God spoke to me years ago when I was making transitions, a major transition in my life. He goes, Kenan, it didn't dry because it had been no rain. It dried because I allowed it. All right. See, because you remember, I parted the Red Sea with a blast of my nostrils. As you can remember, I told him to hit the rock and water came out. I never had it. Jesus walked on water. I never had a problem with water. I could have kept water in there. Mm-hmm. So I can remember years ago thinking, man, what should I do? Should I quit? Should I move? And I'm like, man, and, and I hear the Lord going, is it dry here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really dry. And, and at one time I was being sustained, but now it's so dry. And, 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 it's, and now it's so uncomfortable because the season is changing. All right. and, and so now God is trying to cause transition. But sometimes, the, I remember when, I, when, when the Lord gave me the name of this church, he gave it to me years ago. Before the, he gave it to me like eight or nine years before the church even started because I thought it was weird. What, is, what are you talking about? That's stupid anyway. What is the name of church? It's supposed to be Faith Tabernacle or something. And, and, and I remember, and I remember I even drew a picture and I put the name in it and I just held on to it. That was like nine, almost eight and a half years before the church even started. And at that time I was working and all that crap. And if God would have told me at that time to start it, I would have been like, no. Now, I told him no again. <laughs> but the only difference in my second time when he came to me when it was time to start it was, one, my heart was a lot different. Two, my work, he, he had badgered me with that dream where I kept seeing the people and I didn't. And then the last piece was it was starting to be very dry. Mm-hmm. The grace had lifted. When you're somewhere and you're so uncomfortable and nothing's really changed, you just can't deal with it anymore. The grace is lifting. All right. See what I'm saying? It's starting to dry. God is starting. See, he, as long as the brook would have been filled with water and the birds would have kept bringing them food, he would have just, it, why am I going to get up? Mm-hmm. You following me? So a lot of times it gets you to move so God, you won't argue as much. God will begin to unplug it. He'll begin to dry it out. My last year of work, I've told you many times, I would go and I would sit there and go, oh, I really don't want to go in here. Mm-hmm. But where before I get out and I get the business and do my work, nothing changed. It was just me. Because mm-hmm. God was slowly drying it. Mm-hmm. The brook was drying. Mm-hmm. Transitions come a lot of times from dryness. Auntie. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. 
I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. See, here's the thing, because when you transition, you got to realize something. He had to get up and go to Zarephath because there was a widow woman there and her family, and they were getting ready to die, and God wanted to save them. So not only did he want to save them, he wanted to save the prophet, but these people are going to take care of you, and I'm going to take care of them. If you don't get up, if you don't leave, somebody else may suffer. Amen. I can think about it. If I would have stayed at Judah, which I really wanted to do, where would you go? It was hard to leave it, but it was like my leaving wasn't just for me. My leaving was for you. My leaving was, to, you know what, we have to start something out here. So it's like, man, so, so if I hold on to this, that's why I says the good old days, don't go back to the good. If I hold on to this, I won't embrace what's next. Amen. Amen. So it's like, man, see, there's a group of people. I know you don't want to leave these people. You, man, leaving work was tough for the people's sake. There's a lot of people I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I did. Mm-hmm. But it was a vast majority of them that I liked. And it was like, man, I hate to leave it. And the people are like, what are we going to do now? You're going to keep making money. You're going to keep working. That's, it's still running. because But it was like at that time, I didn't want to go. But and it, and some of them hurt me, really hurt me. But it was like, man, but if I don't embrace what's next, yeah. if I don't get the zero path, somebody's going to die. Transition. Yes. Dry, he'll dry you up to get you to move. So you want to argue. So not no bird, no water. Now the prophet is going, okay, what do you want me to do next? But as long as there's bird and there's water, why am I going to? He probably wouldn't even heard God. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. So when things do dry, he always has a plan. Yeah. And let me tell you something, that plan is going to be better. Yeah. Even though at the beginning it seems like it might not be. That's right, yes. Baby's all, all over me today. I got a lot of amens from the fifth generation of Michaels. Keep, keep them coming, kid. And so it's like, so here it is. God is going, hey, the, 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 if you get up now, you go, and then I will save you. I will save them. You have to get up. Like, okay, I'm going to stop the bird. I'm going to stop the water. So some of us go, well, I don't know if I really want to move. Well, okay, well, I'm going to stop the bird and I'm going to stop the water. How do you feel now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? Yep. As she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. Uh-huh. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil, olive oil in a jug. Mm -hmm. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so that we may eat it and die. So can you see the picture? He gets to the place, here he is, he walks in, and the first woman he sees is gathering sticks. She's preparing to make her last meal. She's got enough food. She's going to make this meal, and they're going to die. I wonder how they're going to die. I wonder if she's going to kill herself. Hmm. I don't know. It makes me think. Because if you had a last meal, you're not going to die of starvation anytime soon. Right. So how, do, well, how is she going to die? I don't know. So here it is. He gets to her and says, hey, uh, uh, can you give me some water? Yeah, I'm going to give you some water. He says, can you make me a little cake? And she's like, now, wait a minute. You're pushing it. <laughs> I don't have no cake, man. You know, it's like a drought going, a pandemic going on. <laughs> 
And so, and so he's like, she's like, I only got a little bit of meal, and I'm going to make this for my son. We're going to eat it, and then we're going to call it a wrap. We just, maybe she just meant there's nothing else after this. Hmm. All right, come on. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Listen, a lot of you don't give right because you're afraid. Thanks, cuz. I got one amen. <laughs> you don't give because you're afraid. Because here it is, uh, uh, your gas bill, your white, light bill, water bill is more important than your God bill. Hmm. Now, I can say this because I don't ask for your money. Right. I don't know who gives. I don't know who don't. I just know in the spirit that some of you are afraid to give. And then we know what happened. I was talking to a pastor who said, well, you know how it is. Every time something happens, all oh, the giving stops. I go, Sam, did the giving stop? In fact, the giving picked up. And I'm like, what's wrong with them? They're giving like that? <laughs> We're not even holding service in their giving. So I thank God. But you know what? Know what it is? Know why you guys are free? Because I, I never took an offering from you. So it's just out of your heart now. See, it's, it's programmed in your heart. You know what? If, if, I, if I give to all these other services, this is thing is important to your treasure and your heart is linked together. Mm -hmm. What you spend your money on says a lot about you. Uh, I've got a friend whose his gun collection is amazing. He's, he, he, he's got a whole safe full of just, just guns. I'm like, man, the zombies come, you'll be okay. <laughs> wow, just, mo just money on top of money. Just got all these guns. What are you, man? Well, you never know, kid. It never know what World War Three, <laughs> and it's like, man, it says a lot what you spend your money on. You a little, you a little afraid, aren't you? Oh, kid, no, I'm not afraid. You look it. What's all this? All this ordinance, dude. Verse three. You spend all your money on on, on cosmetics. It might say something. So what am I saying? I'm, I'm saying that, listen, your treasure and your heart go together. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. If you come here and you eat here but don't pay nothing, it's kind of like going to the restaurant and walking out. That's right. Not trying to get your money. I'm just a truth teller. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Let me get back to our point. I'm running out of clock. Come on. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. Uh -huh. And then make something for yourself and your son. He says, don't be afraid. Go home and do like I said. Don't be scared. Now, I know this is it. You don't have a lot, but just give what you have to the, he said, give it to me. You know what that me was? I'm the representation of God right now. Mm -hmm. If you bless me, he's going to bless you, I promise. That's what he's telling her. Next verse, almost done with this. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and uh -huh. the jug of oil will not run dry uh -huh. until the day the Lord sends rain so on the So there is land. going to be a drought. This drought will not end until, until I say so, until God says it's over. But let me tell you something. If you do this, mm -hmm. then you'll be fine. If you could just get over your fear. No, I'm afraid. I don't ever know. I don't know what's next. I don't know where my money's going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to make it. So I, I can't give anything. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if you give or not. I'm just saying. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're a little bitty church, but man, we pay all our stuff. I haven't quit on you guys yet because my check keep cashing. <laughs> Tell Sam, keep your creepy check. I'm out of here. So here it is. But what, let's go back to the point, though. That's not the point. The point is this. A lot of time in transition, it becomes uncomfortable. The season has changed, but you still got on shorts. Right? Sometimes God doesn't wait on you. He, he, he nudges you because he, he makes you uncomfortable. You start to, oh, I just don't know what this is. Man, I just can't get along. Man, why do they keep bothering me? The boss is just bugging me so much. And man, the people just get on my, and, 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 and you got to check and make sure it's just not you. That's right. That's right. Right? You got to, <laughs> don't go to your job and quit tomorrow. You know, make sure it's not just you. And let me tell you something about when that happens. A lot of times when it dries up, you still don't move right away. Mm-hmm. God makes you deal with it until he prepares your next, he's preparing your next move. But sometimes he, how you deal with it, will be you deal with it in a certain way, the quicker you get over it, the quicker you deal with it, the quicker you'll get out. The quicker your attitude changes about it, the quicker you'll get out. The quicker you, you do the things you know you need to do and just try to be a good servant and do what you're supposed to do, what they pay you to do, the another, uh, next opportunity will come. But if you're disgruntled, if you're mad all the time, if you're fighting everybody, see what I'm saying? Be careful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the brook dries. Yeah. Go, go to my next one so we can get out of here. You guys all right? All right, it's raining. You got no room. Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 7. This is my, probably one of my favorite ones. Now, there was four uh, men with leprosy at the, in- at the entrance of the, of the city of the gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? Inside the city, there's famine. Inside the city, this is the story that I messed up earlier. This is the, city, the story where the people were besieged by the army, and the army was set and camped around the city. And so these leprous losers were at the gate because leprosy was really bad, and you were a loser if you had leprosy. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're sitting at the gate. Look at their story. Come on. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay we here until we die? Uh-huh. If we say we'll go into the city, there's famine there. We there. See, see, what they're saying is, what I've been telling you all day, don't go back. Don't go back. They're saying, if we're sitting here, if we go back, we know there's famine there. We know how that outcome is going to be. We're going to mm-hmm. die. See, this is to the people who are getting ready to try something or make a move, but they're kind of like, oh, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump. I want to hold on to what I got now, what I got now. At least I know, even though I'm horrible, it doesn't, it doesn't make me happy. At least the evil I know is better than the evil I don't know. Hmm. So here it is. He's going, man, if we go back, there's nothing to go back to. I'm not going back to anything in my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm not, I don't go backwards anymore. I don't even think backwards. All I'm about, I'm about now and next. Now and next. I, I don't go backwards. If I go backwards, we're going to die. We, for sure. Come on. And if we stay here, we will die. But you can't stay here and do nothing. You can't sit there and just do nothing. I know people who want to start businesses, but they, they, they're just sitting there. They, they, you know, I'm a little afraid about what's next. I'm a little afraid about people who I know got opportunities. They're a little nervous about taking it because they don't know there's a risk. You know, everybody who's been successfully uh, self-made in this country at one point in time took a risk. Absolutely. A, a strategic risk. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes you got to take a risk, right? Mm -hmm. So we stay here, we're not going to do nothing. Come on. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we will live. If they kill us, then we die. No, I think this is a bad plan. <laughs> and if I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, I'm good, you're not going back, okay. Well, yeah, you're right, we can't just sit here. Well, let's go surrender to them. What? They're the enemy. But I love what they put, the way they put it, they may spare us. See, if we go back, we're dead. If we sit here, we're dead. We don't know. There's a 50-50 chance they may save us, have pity, or especially because we're lepers, or they may kill us. But if we stay here and sit here and talk about it, we're not going to do anything. We're going to die. And we can't go back in there. We're going to die. Mm -hmm. It's our only shot. Even though the unknown is there. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Yes. Auntie, come on. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. It was nobody there. Can you imagine? They get to the camp where all these soldiers were there the night before, and now there's nobody there. Come on. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. Now, the Hitt if the Hittites and the Egyptians was on your case, you really had issues. Mm -hmm. All right. So here it is. This is what I love about God. He some kind of way hooks a stereo to them. And as these four lepers are shuffling across the desert, they heard an army. Mm -hmm. yeah. Four lepers coming across the desert, barely walking because they got leprosy. And God caused them to hear the Hittites and the Egyptians. And they were like, let's not stand and fight. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. So they got up and fled in the dust and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left everything. So you went run. You were that scared? You didn't even ride a horse to get away? You just started running? They left their donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. Yes. Come on. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents, and ate and drank. Then they took silver, gold, and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it. So can you imagine them, them getting there going, they're all gone. This is our chance. Let's take all this stuff and hide it. Let's steal all this stuff. They're all gone. Here's my point. Come on. Then they said to each other, what we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news, and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let us go at once and report this to so the So they go, powers. listen, listen, guys. We're not doing the right thing. Even though we're lepers and we're on, the, we're on the outskirts, the people don't even respect us. It's not the right thing to do. We have to save the city now. That's the importance about transition. It's not just for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some people, you got to... Transition sometimes has to happen for your family. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Has to happen for the people, not just the people you're going to transition to, but the people who, who are you left behind. See, because your transition and being not afraid can affect your family in a positive way. Because God can open a door and then you walk through it and your whole family's blessed by it. Amen. It's not just for you, it's not just your call. It's not just, well, I'm comfortable here doing this where you could be doing this and your family will be so much better. Yeah. It's, it's about not being afraid of what's next. Mm -hmm. 
Your windshield is this big. Your rearview mirrors are like this. You know why? Because it's not for you to focus on it. It, it, it's just for you to glance so you can see where you came. Hallelujah. Yes, see, yes. See, we, yes. We, we, use our, we use our past just to see where we came from. Mm-hmm. Just to see what God has done to get us out of. But then we go right back focusing on this. All that's going on in this big window of what's next, what's down the road. But if you're afraid, you'll never do anything great. So what am I saying? Well, one, God drives. Two, we have to get over our, our fears of what's next and what's, we have to read the signs of seasons changing. We have to realize that everything changes. And I'm sitting there going, no, jump off of that platform. No, I, I'm, I, I'm okay. I'm, you're not okay. The platform behind you was plank after plank was falling and I see the people hanging on a, and, and I'm like, it's gonna, you're getting ready to die. You're getting ready. You're getting ready to fall. Jump. And only two jumped. And I don't know what happened to the rest of them because I woke up. And I remember I'm sitting there going, hey, man, I got to leave my job. I got to leave my money. We got like 20-something people. I'm going to start some church in some little town. Where everybody told me no church has ever made it in this building. And it's like, man, I just, what am I? And I'm like, Lord, I can't go back because it's dry. I got nothing back there. I can't, I can't just sit here. Mm-hmm. I might as well go. I'll trust you. Maybe I'll walk across the desert and everything will be. So I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't even know if this, it might be for you. But I'm screaming, jump off that thing, get off, change, change. You got to change. You got to do, you got, it's got to be different now. I told the pastor, written in line, that they, they're not back yet, the church is too big. I'm like, man, well, you, you got to change, dude. In some kind of way, God has shut humongous church down in certain areas. Certain people are just being hard-headed and they're just doing it anyway, but I'm like, I'm like, he shut this giant stuff down. You got to think, what do I need to do now? Stop thinking the good old days where everybody was there and your worship was so great, your smoke machine was blowing and your band was sounding sound so good and you preached at them for 15 minutes. You told them 15 minutes of something they wanted to hear and they all, they took, you took their money and they all left out of there feeling like they went to church today. And yet around us, when everything began to crash, people start to fall and grow. Christians begin to take political sides and argue and fight amongst each other. People, and I go, man, something's, you got to jump, jump off of that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what's next. Especially, I'm curious to see what's next in my life. curious to see what's next in your life on the other side of all this madness the one thing I realized we've been prepared for a time such as now amen yes thank you Lord so I thank you you know pandemic hit and all that crap but 
God still held you on. And I, and I know some of you are in transition, and I'm going, it's good. It might not feel like it's good right now in the middle of it, but it's good. Even, even layoffs are transitions. Mm-hmm. And then God's got a way of just plugging you in, and just you go, man, I'm, I had people come to me when they were crying when we did layoff, and then I bumped into them later. I bumped into a girl at the school a couple of months ago. No, no wait, wait, yeah, a few yeah, a couple, about a month and about a month ago, and her daughter goes to Julia's school. She goes, Kenan, I never forget you telling me I was gonna be okay, and I went left there and went and been a nurse, and I'm like, yeah, you told me that story, but keep telling me. <laughs> I remember that day on layoff, you were, and she was in tears. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Life is listening to me. Life is not this. I know you don't know where you're gonna go. Try to trust God. He will guide you into what's next. And what's next will be better, I promise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you, Lord. Let Let us embrace what you have for us. I pray over everybody here, Lord, that that whatever you have planned for them, that you will show them clearly, you will nudge them in the right direction. I pray for courage, courage to go back school if they need to or courage to step into something that they didn't even know they can do. I, I pray you open up doors, Lord, for them, you know, because they are smart enough to walk through them, and Lord, their families will benefit from it. I pray you will help them along the way, that they will learn the skills or the trade or whatever they need to do to be able to accomplish it. I pray, Lord, you would give them favor on the other side, that people would just give them favor. I pray whatever decision they make for themselves mentally, spiritually, physically, that you would give them the strength and the endurance to be able to do what you're telling them to do. So, Lord, we embrace what's next. There's a season for everything. I pray that we'll be comfortable in every season. So, Lord, as we go forward, we go forward in your name, and we go forward trusting in your word. So, Lord, as they continue to trust in you, God, I'll continue to teach your Bible. As they continue to walk in your way, oh, Lord, and abide in you, Lord, I'll continue to scream for as much as I can, and I'll continue to learn more about you, not just for my benefit, but for theirs. So, Lord, I thank you and praise you for what you've built. So, Lord, as you add on as you see fit, take away as you see fit, and we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Amen. Come on, let's do communion.